Oh my god, we're back, back again. again. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Oddities. Welcome back to Oddities. That's the second time this year. We are so in sync. Yeah, for sure. I'm Cassie. I'm Anna. And we are your hostesses. And, in keeping with my resolution, I'm doing it within, like, the first 30 seconds. Here's our social media. We have an Instagram, at Oddities Insta. We have a Twitter, at Oddities Tweets. We have a Facebook, Oddities Podcast. We have an email. We're looking to do a listener episode, so please send in your stories. All your stories. All of them. Um, Our email is oddities.talk at gmail.com. And we have a Patreon, if you'd like to donate to us. You can find us under Oddities Podcast, and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And how do you spell Oddities? O-D-D-I-T-I-E-S. Boom. First minute. We got the welcome, we got our names, and we got the fucking social media done. Crushing the bare it. minimum. <laughs> now, we forgot to mention last time, and then I had a hell of a time editing it in, so I just didn't. That's right. First shout out. We got our first fan mail. So, big thank you for the really, really cool mugs to individuals who shall not be named because I don't know if it's okay to name them. We really appreciate it and the letter, and we appreciate you for listening always. Yes, we love you. Thank you so much. Second shout out to my future mother-in-law for the really cool Christmas gifts, personalized oddities mugs, and a t-shirt that has a picture of our ultimate villain, the Sandhill Crane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and a tagline that says, this is my spirit animal. That's right. And my mother was very jealous of those mugs, and now she wants one. So, if you'd like us to start a merch line, spread the word about us, and maybe we'll make it happen. That's right. That'd That's be really right. cool. Yeah. It'd be a good time. Yep. So, how so, are you? Oh, I was just going to ask how you are. I am fine. Uh, forgot to mention last time we booked our honeymoon, so that's very exciting. Oh yeah, we're really that looking is so forward exciting. to that. We got a hell of a deal. Mama loves a good deal. That's it. And, and um, you know, other than that, just kind of chilling and grilling. Not grilling at all because it's actually it's pretty hot out this weekend. It's it's been sixty five here in Jersey, and for mid January, for all those that are not from Jersey, that's fucking weird. Well, normally it's like I don't know the twenties. Yeah. Normally, like, <laughs> I'm dying. It's Yeah, it's pretty warm. It's nice. Today, out in, in Pennsylvania, it's like 50-something. So it's a little cooler than it was yesterday because we were like 65. But, yeah. yeah anyway. Like, I'm going for that, a run later today, and I'm probably going to wear a t-shirt, which is we were crazy. Gonna go, we were going to go hike later because, like, why waste, like, today? this <laughs> Yeah. Know, so that's um, really that for me. What's going on for you? Uh, I saw 1917 last night with my parents. That's right. How was that? It was good. Uh, the camera work was crazy. Crazy um, good? Yeah. Because okay. it, it's made to look like one continuous shot. Oh, geez. So it's out of control. And obviously it's during World War One, so you're like in the trenches with them. Mm-hmm. So it was good. It was good. Nice. Um, there were... The two main actors the entire time, I was like, where do I fucking know these guys from? Yeah. I figured out one guy, and I couldn't figure out the other one. Even my mom was like, 
where do we know this guy from? I just texted her like 10 minutes ago and I was like, I figured out where that kid's from. It's like he's from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. He was Tommen, which is crazy because when oh. he was on Game of Thrones, he was like this big. He was so little yeah. and now he's like a full grown adult playing a very, very good character in that movie. He did oh. a very good job. That's good. Good for him. Yeah. And um, otherwise, I'm just patiently awaiting for Sex Education Season 2 to drop on Netflix. It comes out. It'll be out when this episode goes up. Sabrina's coming up the next uh, season of that. So I'm Do you love that. Sabrina? I have a love-hate. The first season I thought was better than the second. Like, I really want her to, like, go around and kick ass a little more. And it's, like, not happening, but I kind of hope it happens in season three, so we'll see. It's, like, it's kind of like how I feel about, like, Riverdale. It's, like, so absurd that I have to watch it. Well, and they're in the same universe. They are, yeah. Which is, blows my mind. I'm kind of waiting on, like, some kind of a crossover episode, because I feel like that's probably going to happen at some point. Is it weird that I kind of want Sabrina to cross over and murder Archie, because he's such a bitch? (laughs) Archie is such a fucking bitch. If she's going to kill anybody, kill him first and then follow Please, them by a whole list RG. I could give you. Pretty much everybody except Cheryl because she's so cool. I love that bitch. I like, um, uh, oh, actually, I used to like Veronica. I'm not caught up, though. Oh, yeah, I, I don't really like Veronica. She kind of, like, she's I, just like, daddy. That's like her whole thing. Anything she says which, is like, daddy. And it's like, shut up, God. I have to tell you something, and I know I mentioned this last episode, but if you're, or maybe I didn't, maybe that was made up. You can cut that out. Okay. I I have to say, if you refer to your parents with the Y at the end as an adult, unacceptable. It is. It, like, it kind of, I find it it a little disturbing. That irks me. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason for a grown adult to be doing that. There's just no reason. And I'm really sorry to everyone that does it. Especially if you're a daughter talking to your father. Unacceptable. Daddy. (laughs) Unacceptable. It's unacceptable to me. (laughs) It drives my ears crazy. All right. Now that we've covered that. (laughs) Yeah. Say goodbye to all our daddy listeners. (laughs) Bye, daddy listeners. Would you like to go first today? Yeah, because you have no idea what I'm doing. I don't. I'm ready for my mind to be blown. I'm very excited. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. Here we go. Oh... These are the Hinterkaifeck murders. That sounded good to me. Thank you. Hinterkaifeck. I think I actually know this. Get ready. Okay. It's one of the most puzzling and unsolved crimes in the history of Germany. Yes. Is this the farm? Yes. Yes! Okay, go, 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 go. On the evening of March 31st, my brother's birthday, (laughs) 1922, the six uh-huh. inhabitants of the farm were killed with something resembling a pickaxe. So for these purposes, we're going to call it a pickaxe. Okay, sounds good. It was like a mat something. Anyway, it's a pickaxe, basically. The six <laughs> okay. victims were parents. Andreas Gruber, who was 63. I love that. Cecilia Gruber, and their widowed daughter, Victoria Gabriel. Now, I didn't think this bitch was going to be a problem, but a lot of the shit seems to stem from her. Victoria. Yeah, Victoria. Okay. And then she has two children, who's also named Kazilla and Yosef. And <laughs> the maid was also murdered. Dude. So we have a, we, we got a family history here. There's a whole slew of characters involved in this. Right, 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 right. Okay. Right. All right, I'm ready. I feel the worst for the maid, but anyway. 
So apparently right. strange things began to happen. The the name of the farm is Hintokaifek. So apparently okay. strange things began to happen around this farm shortly before the attack. <laughs> Ooh, strange. So strange. So six months before, the family maid was like, I'm out. She quit. Oh. <laughs> she, okay. It was claimed that her reason for leaving was that she heard strange sounds in the attic and she thought the house was haunted. Same. But nothing in her statement to the police suggests this. But also, why would you say that to police? Like, I would never say right, that to I the wouldn't. cops. Be like, by the way, I think the attic's haunted. They'd be like, this fucking bitch is a cook. Right. They'd be like, hey, why'd you quit? She's like, yeah. the fucking attic was haunted. They'd be like, get away from us. <laughs> <laughs> Cross her off the list. She's yeah. like, okay, insane. Plus, this is 22. They definitely could have thrown her in an asylum or some shit. Oh, for sure. So, Andreas Gruber... The, this is the, the, the patriarch. patriarch. Found a strange newspaper from Munich on the property in March of 1922. And we don't get this paper normally, I take it. Normally, they do not. Okay. So he could not remember buying it, and he believed that the postman lost it. Okay. But this wasn't the case, as no one in the vicinity was scribed, subscribed to the newspaper, because it's from Munich. Right. So and I'm assuming we're, we're a ways from there. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to assume it. so because I didn't Google the location. Sounds fine to me. But, so, just days before the murders, Gruber told neighbors that he discovered tracks in the snow that led from the forest to a broken door in the farm's machine room. The oh, lock was okay. broken. To All right. Room. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's super weird, blah, blah, blah. But the part that was incredibly strange and very alarming to me was that the tracks did not lead away from the house again. Oh, no. We're in the attic. They're living in the attic. So around the same time, some of the family's house keys went missing. I bet they did. Sure did. It's the attic ghost. So here's my other thing. If the broken door, the lock is broken, why do they need the keys? That's true. Maybe they didn't know that the lock was broken? Or maybe they broke the lock and then got the keys. That's the only thing I can think of. That's true. But if you're capable of breaking a lock, break all the locks. Yeah, just do them all. Like, what do you need the fucking keys for? Whatever. Okay. Maybe they liked collecting keys. Maybe. So, <laughs> they heard footsteps in the attic. But Gruber found nobody when he searched the building. Also, fucking love that this guy's name is Gruber. Yeah, right, for sure. And even though he told a lot of people about these observations, he refused help, and the details went unreported to the police. Again, okay, that sounds. Why are you going to tell cops that? You're like, yeah, right. I heard footsteps in the attic. They're like, that's nice. Get right. crazy away from me. Yeah. <laughs> and according to the school friend of the seven-year-old, the the little girl, the little Cecilia, okay. the young girl reported that her mother Victoria had fled the farm the night before after a violent quarrel and only hours later had been found in the forest. Okay, responsible parenting. For sure. Also, they don't indicate who she had a fight with. Yeah, that's right. I guess maybe maybe with the dad or something. Maybe the mom, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, it was reported in the village, and there was uh, it was like confirmed and well-known that there was an incestuous affair happening between Ruber and Victoria. Oh, God. So, Incest in the morning. 
I there's there's a joke in a movie that I saw a long time ago, and the movie now is completely lost to me. But the joke has never left me. They say incest, a game the whole family could play. <laughs> All right, it's so like she... such a fucked up joke, but it's so good. All right, so my theory is she deaf argued with the dad or with whoever is in the attic. Right. Because presumably someone's in the attic. Also, right. she's she's widowed. I can't remember if I mentioned that. Um, no, but now I know. Okay, so she's widowed. Her husband died in World War One, but the body yes. was never discovered. Oh. That's important. Oh, okay. So, okay. The family also re- repeatedly observed a man with a mustache, very sinister, oh, okay. standing at the forest edge and staring toward the house. Fuck that in a big way. Here's my thing. You see a motherfucker standing at the forest edge. You're just like, hey, man, what's up? Like, no, this is your house property. I'd be like, bro, get the fuck out of here. That's probably when I would have called the police. If this became like a recurrent thing after I like, if I would have been like, get out. And, and they still repeatedly did it. saw him. Yeah. If this happened more than once, I would fucking totally get, I'd be like, this fucker's hanging around at my woods edge, staring at me with his fucking mustache. Don't like it. Slap that fucking mustache off his face. And get him out of here. Get him the yeah. hell out of here. So he take his mustache with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the afternoon of March 31st, 1922, the day of the murders, the new maid arrived at the farm. Okay. This is the maid that gets murdered. Okay, I figured. She right. fucking signs up day one, murder. Okay. That sucks. That 100% sucks. That's a really shitty employment situation is what sure that is. Sure is. HR. Fuck it up. So, <laughs> Maria is her name. Maria Baumgartner. Oh, so Jesus. Okay. So, Maria and her sister arrive there. Her sister leaves after a short stay. Like, she, like, escorted her there. Should have stayed. Sister, actually, probably not, because then you would have also died. Right. So, she was most likely the last person to see the inhabitants alive. The sister. Okay. Other than the murderer. Right. Uh, so it appears that in the late evening, Victoria Gabriel, her seven-year-old daughter, and her parents were lured into the family barn through the stable, where they were murdered one at a time. With a pickaxe. Okay, so they were lured one by one to the stables. Or were they lured as a group and forced and to then watch murdered. as they were killed one by one? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So That's the perpetrator or perpetrators used mm-hmm. the word as a mattock, which is a pickaxe. Okay. Belonging to the family farm and killed the family with blows to the head. Okay. Now the pickaxe was never found after this. They so they, they only they determined. Yeah, they were like, see ya. Even though yeah. in twenty two there was no fucking uh, fingerprints and shit. So like, no. what were you? What? Just leave it there. Right. The perpetrator moved into the living quarters, where, with the same murder weapon, he killed Joseph, the young boy. Right. He was, like, two, I think. Right. Sleeping in his bassinet, and then the fucking mate in her bedchamber. So everybody... Okay. Was the was the daughter killed, too? Victoria was killed as well. Yes. Everybody. See, I thought she was going to be one of the people. Okay. All right. Okay. So, this is the part that, that gets me. All right. So they get murdered March 31st. So Kazilla, the little girl, is absent from school for a few days, and the family doesn't show up to church. Okay. And then people start to get nervous. On (laughs) Monday, April 3rd, 
So how many days later is that? A few. Four. Yeah. yeah. I can do math. I got it. I got you. The postman, also named Joseph, <laughs> was delivering the mail at Hintokaifek when he noticed that Saturday's mail was still where he left it and that no one had been in the yard. Okay. So later, somebody came to fix something in the barn. He heard the dogs barking inside, but he did his repair and he dipped. <laughs> and apparently when he left, the dog was out on the chain in the yard, not in the house. Even though when he came, he heard the dog barking in the house. And he repaired something in the barn, but the barn is where they were murdered? Well, they were murdered, wait, in, yes. Oh, he, okay. then, he, then he repaired something in the stable. Like, he didn't go oh, all in the, the way into the barn. Oh, the barn. Got yeah. it, got it, got it. Okay. My mistake. No worries. So he, he does his repair anyway, dips. Okay. Even though he heard nothing in the house, and he, like, when he went home, he was like, dude, it was super creepy over at Hinterkaifeck, or whatever. Well, first of all, with the name, like, Hinterkaifeck. I know. Found to be creepy. Very creepy. Right. So, a man sent his two sons to see if they could make contact <laughs> with the family. He's like, okay. go up there, hopefully you don't get murdered, go see what the fuck's going on. Carry on our legacy. Right. And right. they found their corpses in the barn, and then the corpses in the house. Okay. So, the police... First thought that the motive was going to be robbery. And they okay. interrogated vagrants, traveling craftsmen, and inhabitants of the surrounding villages. Right. But when a large amount of money was found in the house, they abandoned the theory. Okay. Obviously. Right. It was clear that the perpetrators had remained at the farm for several days afterward. Someone had right. okay. fed the cattle, eaten the entire supply of bread from the kitchen... And all cut right. meat from the pantry. So this motherfucker murders all these people and then just stays there. Yeah. Obviously, this is somebody who loves carbs. That's right. <laughs> and, and protein. And taking care of cows. They they also think that they stayed there after the discovery. So after the people found the bodies, they think the guy was still there. Obviously, walking around in the attic because now there's no one yeah. there to hear him. Clearly hanging in the attic, for sure. The neighbors reported smoke coming from the chimney all weekend. Okay. So, the perpetrator could have easily found the money if robbery had been the intention, but the money remained untouched. But he's eating all their shit, and he's feeding right. the fucking cattle. He's obviously moving the dog. The dog's barking in the house. He's just like, I'm just gonna put him outside. Put him out on the chain. Yeah, okay. And that guy who fixed the thing was just like, oh, that's weird, and left. The fuck. So 1922, man. It was it was a time. Yeah. So with no clear motive to be gleaned from the crime scene, the police began to formulate a list of suspects. The top two that I think are the most interesting okay. is my man Paul Mueller. He was a German. Uh, anyway, right. Right. He, I, <laughs> he was a German. Period. He was a German. Period. <laughs> <laughs> He was a German immigrant that came to the States. Okay. <laughs> and he committed sem similar crimes in the U.S., including oh. the slaughter of an entire family in an isolated home using a pickaxe and the absence of robbery as a motive. Okay, well, that sounds like a good fit, for sure. Or is it just U.S. people being like, this guy did the same thing, and the Germans being like, holy shit. I mean, maybe that, too. But that's like yeah. a kind of a very specific set of circumstances that are very is. similar. Now. But did he go? Did he go back to Germany? 
I oh wait, no, no I'm sorry. He so. might have done this first and then gone to uh, America. And, okay, my bad. Sorry. Did he have a mustache? These are the things we don't know. Oh my god. Well, we need to know these things. That's right. If Paul Mueller was smart, he would have shaved that fucking mustache. I wonder if he was just lingering at people's forests as like a freak. So, yeah, for the sure. The one is a husband of Victoria. Right, yeah. Who died I, in yeah. World War One allegedly. But people died. that he came back due to Joseph, who was born illegitimately. Was Joseph an incest child? That's what they think. Okay. So they think it's possible that he came back, straight up saw Joseph, got upset, and murdered everyone. Now, here's my problem with that theory. Why would he kill his daughter? Maybe he just totally fucking lost it. Maybe he was like, maybe she wasn't my daughter this whole time. Maybe. But I just feel like... Well, well, so anyway, so then there's all these rumors that people are saying because his body was never found. And even though the soldiers were like, no, we saw him die and they have no reason not to believe the soldiers. People think there was, and during World War II, there was a German who spoke Russian. And he was saying like, oh, I'm the murderer of of Hinterkaifeck, blah, 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 blah. So they think it was him. And he just like, like went to Russia. I don't buy that theory. Like that's, you do. That's okay. too crazy to me. It seems like too far of a stretch. I yeah, that's okay. Also, right. why would he be claiming that to other germs? Like, just relax. Okay. But whatever. So over the years, more than a hundred people were interviewed as suspects, but nothing ever yielded conclusive results. And despite repeated arrests, no murderer has ever been found, and the files were closed in 1955. Oh, that's like 33 years later. They were open a while. Holy shit. 33 years. If anyone has seen the show Dark on Netflix, I feel like I just tripped the fuck out. It's a German show. And I just lost my mind. And this is in Germany. Oh my. But in 33 years, significant. Also, that's how old Jesus was, right? Wasn't he 33? I thought he was in his 30s. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he was 33 because I feel like I've heard that in a horror movie somewhere. Anyway. So, three days before the bodies were discovered, this guy, Michael Plock... <laughs> These names, man. Happened to pass by Hinterkaifeck. Plock observed that the oven had been heated by someone. Okay. Which I think is weird. So this is three days before the bodies were discovered. So the the guy's there, presumably. Okay. He the person approached him with a lantern and blinded him, very cop like. Okay. Whereupon he hastily continued on his way. Right. Plock was like, I'm out. Yeah. He noticed being that, blinded. The, that the smoke from the fireplace had a disgusting smell. Oh, all right. This instance was not investigated, and there was no investigations conducted to determine what had been buried that night in the oven. Burned that night in the oven. And also buried, let's and be real. also buried, very, right, right. Well, it couldn't have been one of those bodies, because all the bodies were accounted for. Right. That's what I thought. But what would be the smell, I guess, needs? I don't know. Unless he had a had a partner, murdered him, and burned the shit out of his body. But why would he do that? I don't know. This who, is my, who got burned? Somebody got burned. That's a person. Somebody got burned, and I want to know who it was. It wasn't any of the family members, because everybody was accounted for. Right. Or were they? What if there wasn't... What if there was another family member there? Maybe. And we just don't know about it. What if it was the maid's sister? 
Jesus Christ, maybe it was the maid's sister. But or why, maybe... why burn one person and not everybody? Why leave them in the barn then? I don't know, because I was going to say maybe... Cassie loves this. Maybe, he, like, the person didn't want anybody to know that they had remained there. No, but this was three days prior to the this murders? Was three, no, this was pr- three days prior to the bodies being discovered. Oh, pr- oh yeah. Cause, so maybe they were like, oh, well, I, you know, this person came back and I, you know, I, I want everybody to think that I killed and, like, peaced out and wasn't remaining here. But so if they burned that person to fuck up the timeline. But then they, you know, they had to know that somebody might drive by and see that, like... Here's my other thing. If you're feeding the cattle... Yeah. Feed them the body parts. If you really don't want them to be found. For sure. If you really don't want them to be found, find some pigs. That's the place to go. That is. Be wary of any man who happens to own a pig farm. Oh, true story. Real fast tangent. One of the I'm places excited. one of the places we were looking at for the wedding was this, you know, it was like a pretty farm and, and everything else. And we went there and we were actually ended up being really unimpressed. But one of the things that really turned us off a was the price and b was how creepy the people were and the woman casually was like yeah and you know this happens to be only a pig farm we don't do anything else here we're only a pig farm and she like like really like stressed this a few times so then we like oh left. that shit's gonna stink too by the by the end of it she was like so would you guys like to you know like put down you know a small deposit to reserve a date and think about it and we were like uh no no <laughs> so like no. we're driving we're driving back right and I was like, that was a pig farm. And Corey was like, yeah. And I was like, everybody who's ever been married there never left the farm. That's right. That's exactly right. They were fed to the pigs. That's it. The end. And I'm really sorry to tell everyone, but that's exactly what That's exactly happened. what happened. That is a murder farm for sure. For sure. Gotta be. Anyway, continue on. Sorry. Oh, that freaks me out. Anyway, so... In the middle of May 1927, so this is a few years after the murder, a stranger was said to have stopped a resident, like, at midnight, I guess by the farm, which is weird. Why are you both out, but fine. Midnight strolls. Mm -hmm. Right. He asked him questions about the murder and then shouted that he was the murderer before he ran into the woods. The stranger was never identified. (laughs) All right. This stranger has got to be the same mustached man if he just took off into the woods like that. But so here's my question. Right. I, if it's Paul Mueller, fine. But I feel like for them to be lured into the barn, it has to be someone they know. They have to be familiar with this person. Or it was somebody posing as somebody. Here's something. Yeah. If they had somebody scheduled to come fix something in the stable, maybe this person posed as the person coming to fix the thing and drop by early and then happen to like talk them into going into the barn and be like oh I see what the issue is let me just check something and see if you happen to have the same issue you know over whatever mm-hmm. lured them in and killed them but this is back in the day of like if they hired somebody to fix something it was a motherfucker they knew had to have been somebody they knew but oh that's true because then they would have recognized it wasn't the person right Right. what if they were like oh well I'm so and so's brother so and so was sick today I couldn't come you know he asked that I come and stop by and take a look some shit like that but I mean he also came at night yeah that's true if if a guy comes to fix my shit at night he'll be like come back in the day you psycho 
If anybody, well, yeah, but like maybe that was a, you know, maybe that was a thing. Maybe they just came yeah. at all hours. I mean, you know? maybe I this know. guy's walking around at midnight. Nineteen people are taking walks at midnight and yelling at each other that they're murderers and running off into the woods. Being real. Nineteen twenty-two was the real Wild West. Let's that's, be real here. That's right. I but wow. I, they had I, to have known this person. I think so because either like what's he doing, holding an axe, and he's like, "Come with me." Like somebody would have rushed him. Ruber yeah, let's take a walk, him. shall we? Yeah, the, uh... I mean, he was old. He was in his 60s, but, like... Oh, still. Y- you still y- you could, could like, rush you know. somebody in your 60s. Adrenaline can make you do anything. I agree. Also, like, I'm thinking of, like, my parents. My parents would for sure rush somebody. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm... Ch- like, I... I think there's another player here that we don't know about. And I feel like that's the person that got burned. Because who would have burnt them then? What do you mean? Oh, see, I was thinking there's another possible suspect that did this. Well, they. Have I still a, don't know who got burnt. I, I have no I, idea I who got burned. I. They have a list of people, but those are my top two like contenders that I was like, right, I, right. Could, I could vibe with these. The. Yeah, yeah I mean, I. The I husband too. is interesting right. to me. The husband one is interesting. And they would have known him. Right. Recognized him. At night, if he came, they would have been like, oh, like, holy shit, you're, you know, fine. This is, you know, wow, let's, like, I don't know, go hang out in the barn and celebrate? I don't know. The whole thing is, is, like... But there would be, like, why would they just walk out to the barn with someone they didn't know? Like, I wouldn't fucking do that. No, I'd be like, come back in the morning and maybe we will. It, it just seems, and um, I mean, if they had a gun or something to threaten them with, why didn't they kill them with that? Instead, they killed them with a pickaxe from their barn. But, like, if this is, in fact, a serial killer like Paul, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they've got their, like, like, they've got their, like, compulsions, almost, I feel like. Right. So, like, yeah, maybe he did bring something to threaten them, and then he was like, nope, but I gotta finish the job with this fucking Right, and he whatever. had to lead them into the barn. Right. Yeah, because they had they they got their weird shit that they do. They've got like they've got like like fetish like weird shit. Yeah. So I, I some like weird I, you know fetishes. <laughs> Yikes. So. Yikes. This is an unsolved case indeed. Man, I wish this had happened like thirty years later. I well yeah because then they'd have they'd have all kinds of shit. Better better everything. So I just wow this is interesting. I still feel like. You know, I don't know if I can say that I, like, really believe the husband or this Paul Mueller, 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 whatever. What I think is weird is that they hurt, like, the maid heard him six months before. She thought the fucking house was haunted. Meanwhile, probably someone was living in the fucking attic. Right. Right. And just, like, biding their goddamn time. 100% whoever was in the attic was the killer. Right. Without a doubt. And, And yeah. And then the the Gruber heard him. Yep. And was like, oh, I'm gonna go search this shit. But who knows if he actually even did that. I don't know, you know, might have just like gone and taken peek, be like, looks kosher, and then just like, <laughs> you know. And then just gone back down. Maybe he went upstairs and he was like, this is scary up here, and just shut the door, and he was like, I looked at That would have been it. me, without a doubt. 
hands down. See that? See that? I'm I'm Captain. Turn on all the lights. Looking all the. You would have shit yourself. Come on, you know you would have shit. Oh, yourself. I for sure would have shit myself, but I would have. I looked. don't know if you would have been able to go in. You were afraid to approach the Devil's Tree, dude. You were. I'm the one that went up to it first to... with the temperature and everything else. You're the one that was like hanging out behind it and shit. I walked right up to the damn it was thing. Spooky. Don't be pointing fingers spooky. at me, miss. So anyway, I think... <laughs> I, I Seriously, I'm the one that's taking the temperature. I'm the one that's doing this shit up by... I know, but it just took me a right. second. And then I, I got need up a there, moment. but I was it's scared. Right. You need, you, when you need a moment, you need a moment. Here's the bottom line. Yeah. I don't think it was either of those I guys. I definitely would need a moment. And I, di I, I definitely who. feel like the sister might have been thrown in the oven. The sister? Why? I just... Like, oh, she might have oh, come back. Or, yeah, like, the, the maids... It was her sister, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I, she oh, was okay. the person who got burned. I honestly feel the worst for the maid. That bitch, it was day one. Literally her murdered. first day, and then she got killed. And I think, I feel like her and sister that... swung by to check on her, like, hey, how's the new job? And then she got killed and got lit on fire. The the maid six months prior was like, dude, there's somebody in your attic. Like, I'm leaving. She was the only smart one. And they one. were all like, lolol, there's somebody in our attic. And then there was. And then, and lo and behold, a serious Especially film. because they saw snow, the tracks in the snow, and they stopped at the house, and there was no returning tracks. I'd be like, hey, we should burn down the house. <laughs> we should pack up immediately and leave and toss a match Get on the way out. Get everybody out that we know, and let's burn it down and see who's, who's running out in flames. Like, there's obviously somebody in there. Then the lock's broken, the keys go missing, they're like, it's fine. I have to admit, I would have done a lot of things differently from how this family did things. Like, they just didn't seem scared. Mm. Like, he told neighbors and then refused help, didn't go to the police. Like, why didn't you, why? If I saw tracks going to my house, I'd, I would not, I would not be the only person going into that attic. That's for sure. I would have contacted... I'd get, like, six guys with me. I would have contacted the police right then and there and be like, look, there's tracks leading up to the house, but no tracks leaving. Can you please come check it out? Even if you don't go to the cops, like, get, get your, your neighbors, homies. Get your somebody. Yeah. Be like, get a bunch of people and just be like, hey, let's go check this out. You check the basement. I'll check the attic. Somebody come with me. Like... Yeah, right. Why are you not more alarmed? The keys go missing. Like, I'd be shitting my pants. I would 100% shit A newspaper shit shows my up pants. from Munich. Yeah, no. This is all... I mean, like, somebody's in our fucking house. That, to me, is the scariest thing in the world. Did they say where Paul like, Muller was from? In Germany? No, but I can look it up. Because if he happened to be from Munich, then... I don't know. I just feel like... Oh. I have to Google Paul Mueller murderer. Mueller. I keep saying it wrong. I, I mean, I don't know if it's right. I mean, you, you took German. I'm going to trust you. Oh, yeah. That's true. I forgot I did that. <laughs> and I 100% did not. Yeah, he murdered... It was also an unsolved crime. But they think it was him. In... Iowa. Okay. In 1912. Oh, that's ten years prior to this. So what did he do? Go back? He missed home sweet Germany. He had to go home sweet home. Huh. He was a German immigrant. Mm. Oh, but they think that he killed people. They think he did it in 1912, but then what did he do? Go home 10 years later? That doesn't make sense. 
All right, I'm ruling him out. Oh, my God. But he killed a lot of people. Jesus. He committed 14 family murders, totaling 59 victims. Oh, my God. And less certain, they were less certain about varying degrees of his involvement and another 25 family murders. Well, maybe it was him. I mean, maybe he did go back. Jesus Christ. Do you think he went back after, maybe he went back after, like, World War One or something? Maybe. And then but he was... that means, I mean, maybe he was fleeing the American police. That too. Uh, all right, so, all right, maybe he's back on my list. Dude, I got nothing. I really don't know who this is. I think the maid sister's dead. I think... For sure. She, I think, yeah, she's the one that was in the oven. I think... Obviously, whoever was in the attic is the murderer. I think whoever was in the attic is the guy with the mustache hanging out on the woods. Mm-hmm. But then why would he do... Like, if you already are in the attic, why would you reveal yourself? Because they like taunting people. A lot of times, serial killers... Like, well, sometimes they're complete strangers, but I feel like a lot of times they end up being somebody you somehow know. Listen, every... I read i used to read and watch a lot of murder stuff it's always somebody you know right always. so like i feel like you know maybe that's why he was like hey, maybe he got off on that you know maybe he was like oh they've seen me right. there was also you know? another theory that it was whoever joseph's father is yeah who even though they think it was the, her father right they the, someone theorized that it was somebody in town he heard about the like the affair between Victoria her and her father, and her father yeah. which is, oh, makes me literally want to die. And he came in and just rage murdered everyone. Yeah, I mean that could be too. Maybe that's who the mustache was. But then, like, why live then, in the attic? Like, why not just show up? But that could explain why the house keys disappeared because if he was like her lover, then she gave him to him. That's true. She could have done that and be like, here, use this. You can come in this way and I'll meet you wherever. Right. And then he found shit out. He was like, what? But that that doesn't explain him sitting in the attic. Maybe he was... Like, why would he sit there? Maybe he was waiting in the attic to meet up with her and then happened to see something. Maybe that's, that is where they met up, was in the attic. Yeah, maybe that was like their, you know, secret lovers. Ooh. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Okay, all right, plot twist. It was somebody from in town. It was Joseph's possible father. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And maybe, we don't know. you know, it could have been. We don't know. And maybe he... And then he murdered his son anyway. Because he was like, I don't know if you're mine. And then, you know. Just fucking... Which, by the way, how fucked up do you have to be to murder a baby in a bassinet? Super. I mean, you have to be fucked up to murder anyone at all. Right, Including right. four people and a little girl. Right. But, like, I... Ugh. But then the baby. Ugh. Yeah. All right. I think... Ugh. Okay, well, case closed. Obviously, we got to the bottom case of closed. it. I don't know what everybody right. else is doing trying to figure it out still. We got there in the matter we of 20 minutes. It. You know. We did it. You're <sighs> all welcome. Anyway, those are the murders of... That, the farm. <laughs> that. Kai, folk. Those are the murders of that. <laughs> Those are the murders of that. Well done. And that's that. That was a good one. Thank you. Because I had heard of that one, I, but I never really looked like, I, I never like bothered to read like a lot of the details and shit, so good job. Thank you. And big shout out to my mom for getting me the history's unsolved uh, crimes 
calendar because that's where I got that's where you got it from that's so cool thanks mom thanks mom that's really cool all right wow so mine is I mean I guess you could kind of consider it unsolved in a sense because we don't really know what the deal is but there are a lot of theories about it right today I'm talking about spontaneous human combustion (laughs) which what the fuck or SHC this is something that's been like interesting to me for a long time (laughs) the initials got me sorry SHC um yeah and pretty much what it is is it's just this concept that like a living or recently deceased human body can just like combust without any apparent external source of ignition it'll just like happen so hang on let me just I I gotta start at the ground floor here. Okay. When we're talking combust, fire. We're saying someone explodes. No, they don't necessarily explode, but they like. But I mean, like they, they they catch fire. They catch on fire. And it's not just for like no a. Reason. It's not just like a ooh and like you know pat it out or whatever. Like like I it's mean like they just like, like boom. yeah like they like I mean they just light up. <laughs> for what sure. Okay, got it. Got, got, got <laughs> and it. So there have been you know over time several, more than several, a ton of reported cases. Um, what. But there are also descriptions of this alleged phenomenon appearing in literature, and both have been observed to share sort of common characteristics in terms of the circumstances under which, you know, the victim undergoes this shit. All right. So this idea and the term spontaneous human combustion was proposed in 1746 by a man named Paul Rowley. (laughs) Oh, big fan of him. (laughs) In an article published in the Philosophical Transactions concerning the mysterious death of Countess Cornelia Zangiri Band, which I don't actually go into her that much, which I probably should have, but I didn't, so let's all just cry a river about it. So, By Countess. Later Cornelia. So, however, the first known accounts of spontaneous human combustion, even though it wasn't necessarily attributed to this, goes all the way back to 1641, um, and then the phenomenon gained wider exposure in the 19th century after a popular author, our oh. favorite man, get out. I won't. Charles Dickhead used it <gasps> to kill off one of the characters in his novel Bleak House. Yeah, I'll tell you what's fucking bleak is his fucking writing. <laughs> Charles Dickens. Bleak is all hell. So critics accused Dickens of legitimizing something that didn't exist, and then he pointed to research showing over 30 historical cases of this by that point. Ah, so you're not new, Dickens. Yeah. You're just ripping off those other people. Rip- classic shitty, Dickens. shitty stories. Not only is he shitting shitty stories that he's ripped off, but he's making them far too wordy. That's Far right. too wordy. Right. So, also, if you're new to oddities, we fucking hate Charles Dickens. Go back to the episode where we literally titled it that. <laughs> yeah. Berkta Berkta and we fucking hate Charles Dickens. Go listen to that one. <clears throat> and honestly, just listen to like the second half of it because that's when we go into t- Chuck. All right. So <laughs> here we are. Because the human body itself is composed mostly of water and really the only highly flammable properties of it are fat tissue and methane gases, the possibility uh, of SHC... Oh, yeah. Being an actual phenomenon seems pretty remote to most scientists. Um, Many of them just, like, full-on dismiss it and argue that there had to have been an undetected flame source, like maybe, like, a match or the person was, like, smoking or something like that. And that's the real... They were carrying a lighter. Right. 
Right, and it right. just like you know, because if you're smoking, all of a sudden you're just gonna for sure blow up. But whatever. Yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right, all the time on the street every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, <laughs> typically the deceased victims are found close to a fire source. However, a lot of times those fire sources like don't have damage to themselves. So like they would have like like a fireplace like it, there's no damage mm-hmm. to it or anything indicating that something would have really that, you know, that there would have been something like, something serious there and right. um yeah so basically they're like okay either the person was like smoking or they were trying to like get i don't know the fireplace going and they just like really fucked up in a big way <laughs> right like in a big and way they, for some reason didn't back away got it on when the other the flames getting too high. <laughs> on the other hand, other people point to the fact that the human body actually has to reach a temperature of nearly three thousand degrees in order to be reduced completely to ash. Um, and unless Jeez. spontaneous human combustion were an actual factor, it seems impossible that the furniture would also not burn. Oh, fair. Okay. Because most of these times, these people are found in like chairs and shit. I, I have some cases. Here they come. They're found in chairs. Yeah, they're usually just like lounging. So here we go. Here's a man. His name's Henry Thomas. He was 73 years old, and he was living in South Wales. And then he came to a mysterious end in 1980. Um, Policemen and forensic scientists deduced the following from his remains. He had been sitting comfortably in his easy chair. Chilling. (laughs) Me too, at 73. When he somehow magically caught fire near the top of his body and burned to death. It was an intense fire because, quote, all that was left of Mr. Thomas were his legs below the knee and also his skull. Oddly, what? Oddly, his feet were completely unburned, and what was left of his legs were still some clothes and socks and, you know, the trousers that were basically right. untouched by the fire. Hang on, so this was his cause of death? This is why he died? Theoretically, yeah. Although there was evidence of a fire in the fireplace, there was no evidence that it had spread from the fireplace to his body, which hands down... I can tell you, you would have known from school that you would have known. So, um, yeah, the, the house would have been burned and shit. Oh, there would have been a trail, like yeah, everything. Right, you would have seen it climbing up the walls. It's a yeah, right. So everything w- would have been charred and shit for sure. So one of the non-SHC theories was that he had somehow managed, <laughs> he had somehow managed to set his hair on fire while stoking the fire, then sat down in his chair, unaware of the fact that his hair was on fire. First of all... Wow, I have a hard time believing that. First of all, no. Have you ever smelled burning hair? It's hideous. It is a horrible smell. Second of all, if my hair was on fire, I would for sure know. You would... There are so many nerves in your head. Oh my god, forget it. I can't even pull out a gray hair without wincing. Like, Like, are you serious? Sitting there like, hmm, it's a little hot in here. Oh, oh, wait, my head! And then he just... You know, like that's... And then all of a sudden you're like, oh! No, just no. Um... The trained crime scene officer who analyzed his, you know, the area argued that if a man had been sitting down when he realized he was on fire, he certainly wouldn't just continue to sit there and let it burn. You know, he would have, like, run to the shower to put it out or, you know, something. Something. He would have done something. So, simply, his death was ruled death by burning. No mention of spontaneous human combustion. All right. Case two. (laughs) Okay. Robert Francis Bailey um, apparently experienced something kind of similar 13 years prior to this incident that we had just discussed. So a group of office workers were waiting for the bus around 5 a.m. on September 13, 1967, when they noticed flames in the upper window of a building. They called the police. They rushed to the scene. Um, This was like a kind of like a derelict building. Like it was just, you know, abandoned and whatever. Right. 
They found the still-burning body of Robert Bailey, who was a homeless man. Um, the first policeman on the scene reported that a blue flame was being emitted forcefully from a four-inch slit in Bailey's abdomen, and his teeth were clenched down on a post of the staircase that he had collapsed next to. They managed to extinguish Bailey by, f- by forcing a hose into his abdominal cavity. Um, no external means... Hang on. Yes. So, a flame was coming from inside his stomach. Oh, I'm about to take you for a ride. So, they managed, you know, they, they shoved the hose in there and put him out. <laughs> oh I'm God, sorry. Sweet Jesus. I know. So, they didn't find an external means of ignition, um, and he was not a smoker, but he was a known alcoholic, and he drank denatured alcohol because it was cheap enough to get. For your information... What is what is denatured alcohol? Right. So denatured alcohol is basically the stuff that doesn't have any beverage properties to it. And usually it's used to, like, ignite fires while you're camping or remove stains from clothing or upholstery. Oh, so, like... That's disgusting. They use denatured alcohol a lot in, like, chem labs to clean and, and things like that. Sure. And somehow they figure his gut reacted with some kind of an igniter and his stomach was on fire. The end. And that's that's so, but Mr. He, Bailey. The policeman saw it through a slit. A slit in his stomach. A four-inch slit in his stomach. So I don't know if somebody like st- stabbed this dude and dropped a match in there or what. Or was it the like? Or did the, the fire, flame would cause it erode the this... skin that way? So I'm gonna get to this when we talk about theories. Because oh. I have my favorite theory for sure. But I have a few more cases because these are you know okay. fun. So John Irving Bentley. Uh, had an evening of visiting with his friends at his home on December 4th, 1966, and then apparently he spontaneously combusted. Because, <laughs> yep, sometime after 9 p.m. when his friends left, and the morning of December 5th, the next day, when his meter reader showed up to check the meter, Bentley was a pile of ashes, except for his right leg. Always the leg. I'm gonna get to that, too. Oh. I did some serious research. So, the meter reader noticed a very strange odor and saw blue smoke and decided to investigate and when he reached Bentley's bedroom he found, you know, this whole situation and he ran to get help yelling, Dr. Bentley is burned up. Quote. Jesus Christ. Also, just as a sidebar, that's further proof that when you burn a body, it smells weird. (laughs) Right. Tying back. So, Mm -hmm. um, at first it was thought that the, the, you know, Dr. Bentley maybe set himself on fire because of his pipe but then they found his pipe intact over by his bedside not near him but they're still considering it the main culprit in the case so they thought he dropped ashes from his pipe onto his robe went to the bathroom to fetch a pitcher of water to put out his robe Mm. and then it broke his robe just caught fire I guess they supposed this because they found the broken remains of something that may have been a pitcher and it was near his you know robe which was also found next to the hole that had burned through the floor. <laughs> and apparently he kept matches in his robe pocket, and so they thought that they intensified the fire. Ah. But here's the thing. Your robe's on fire. Take it off. My first first instinct, if I had a piece of clothing on fire, rip it off. Yeah, that, that's everyone's first Ripped instinct, it off. I would imagine. Rip it off, go get you know something to put it out. How did he catch on fire in the meantime? Also, how did it burn a hole through the floor? Right. So, okay. How hot was this fire? I mean, that was... Right? I mean, yeah, he had a book of matches or whatever, but I mean, that's like a lot to just make it go through the floor. I don't know. It just... It's weird. This... Here's another Where one. Where was he found? Was he, like... Did they assume he was standing? It doesn't say where he was found. 
Um, but the oh, he the, was in the bathroom. He was found in the bathroom. So so he was trying to put his shit out. He was trying to put his shit out. He ran to the he. You know, it sounds like he threw his robe on the floor, right? Right. Maybe that's what burned a hole. But Probably then how burned the hole. Just so boosh. so how did he just right? Because if you run to the bathroom, you get something run back you don't automatically just ignite and you know half your body's gone except for your right leg right that yes so that's very that one's strange this one's an unusual one because somebody actually witnessed her combustion so her name is Jeannie Safin can you imagine being that person (laughs) oh yeah so she was 61 years old but she had the mental capacity of like a six-year-old she you know she was like you know mentally disabled um, according to okay. her father, who was 82 at the time, so this poor dude, he and Jeannie were both sitting in the kitchen when he saw a bright surge of light out of the corner of his eye, turned to ask her, his daughter if she had seen it, and to his amazement, when he looked at her, she was just totally on fire, but she just sat there with her hands in her lap. Not doing anything. What? Yeah. He yanked her over to the sink to try and put her out, disfigured his hands in the process. Sure. And then Jeannie, you know, suffered full thickness burns on her face, hands, and abdomen. That means that the, f- the flesh was just burned down to the subcutaneous fat. And so her hands and face were destroyed. She lapsed into a coma and then died eight days later. And it's just Jesus like, it's just like unexplained. Um, they attempt to explain it by saying supposedly a speck from her father's pipe had fallen into her clothing sometime earlier and was ignited when a gust of wind from an opening door fanned it. No. No way. I, That's a hell of a gust. Sometime earlier it wouldn't have ignited that quickly anyway it would have been dead it would have been dead or it would have burned like a little hole in her pocket or whatever and you know right. it, it would day. not have no set her completely on fire like that like so fast too that she just <laughs> she's just sitting there while this was happening and here's my last case and then i'm going to get to some okay. explanations okay all right so this is margaret hogan she's an 89 year old widow she lived alone in a house on a lot of old people have you noticed this this is a trend on Prussia Street in Dublin, Ireland, and she was burned almost to the point of complete destruction. Um, they found her the March 28, 1970. Plastic flowers on a table in the center of the room had been reduced to a liquid, and the television had melted, um, and the screen from what? it was 12 feet from the armchair in which her remains were found. Otherwise, the remaining surroundings were untouched. Hold on. So... The- her so she's like TV melted. Also, so did the plastic flowers. Right. So let's just like you know, for argument's sake, she's here. But in that's her, it in her chair. Twelve feet away is the melted TV, and then I'm gonna assume like right. somewhere over here on the table is the melted flowers. Is the flowers. Right. Nothing in the room besides those three things showed any kind of damage. What the fuck? Her two feet and both legs from below the knees were undamaged. A small coal fire had been burning in the grate when a neighbor left the house the previous day. However, no connection between this fire and that in which she died could be found. And an inquest held on April 3rd, 1970, recorded death by burning with the cause of the fire listed as unknown. So this obviously was a significant fire if it melted the TV. But that's it. That's all it melted. And the 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 plastic flowers, yeah. But it didn't melt anything else? Like a chair? Just the three of them. You know her upper body, and what, the TV the and, and the flowers. I'm going to tell you about the legs in my favorite okay. explanation. All right, so oh. explanations. There are a lot of go. hypotheses out there. None mm-hmm. of them include aliens or the Sandhill Crane. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'll just say. So, 
Um, some try to explain how it could, you know, occur without an external flame source, while others go ahead and suggest that incidents that appear spontaneous are not in fact at all, and that they have an external source of ignition, and that the likelihood Uh of SHC, you know, is low. Here are the natural explanations. Almost all postulated cases of SHC involve persons with low mobility due to advanced age or obesity Uh and poor health. Victims show a high likelihood of having died in their sleep, or of being unable to move once they had caught fire. Yeah, but what about the girl that was just sitting there with her hands in her lap? Right. She wasn't sleeping. No. And she she was only in her 60s. Right. So, right. So she could still get around. Right. Uh, you know, as mentioned, a lot of times, like, like smoking materials, pipes, cigarettes, sure. you know, whatever... Natural causes, so they say, like, natural causes such as, like, a heart attack might have led to the victim dying, dropping whatever they were, like, smoking, and then after a period of smoldering, ignited their clothes. Still, I don't think that these things could generate heat high enough to get these people to the point that they were at. Also, but the guy who went to the bathroom, he obviously was aware that something was wrong. Like, he didn't just drop... And, like, drop everything in his hand and then catch on fire. Like, he tried to get a pitcher. Like, yeah, he, tr- he A for effort from so, that guy. Here's Right, so that, that doesn't make any sense for him. Here is my favorite one and the one that makes the most sense to me. Okay. In most and cases. And it's not aliens. It's yeah. not aliens. And I've actually okay. heard of this prior to it, but this gives, you know, like a nice explanation. Now, I don't know that this necessarily explains <clears throat> everything, but I think it's... Okay. All right, it's called the Wick Effect. So... John Quick. For sure. This hypothesis suggests that a small external flame source, like, you know, ash or something like that, chars the clothing Mm -hmm. of the victim at a location, splitting the skin and releasing subcutaneous fat, which in turn is absorbed into the burned clothing, acting as a wick. So essentially you turn into a human candle. Wait, give me that again? You have a flame source, like an ash or whatever. Right. Hits the clothing of a victim at a location splits, you know, goes through and splits their skin. Uh-huh. The subcutaneous fat under the skin yeah. right. is absorbed into the burned clothing, essentially fusing the fat to the clothing oh, and acting as a wick. The combustion, right, so this combustion therefore can continue as long as the fuel is possible, the fuel being the fat. Mm-hmm. This hypothesis has been successfully tested with animal, specifically pig tissue, and it's consistent with evidence recovered from various cases. And the human body typically has enough stored energy and fat and other chemical stores to fully combust the body. Even lean people will have several pounds of fat in their tissues. Mm-hmm. And this fat, once heated by the burning clothing, wicks into the clothing as much as candle wax would, uh, you know, which was originally made from animal fats, you know, into a lit candle wick and provides the fuel needed to keep the wick burning. The protein in our bodies also burns, but provides less energy than fat, and the water in our bodies is pretty much the main impediment to combustion from proteins. However, slow combustion lasting hours gives the water enough time to evaporate slowly, and in an enclosed area like a house, moisture will recondense nearby on windows. Feet don't typically burn because they have less fat. And hands also have oh. little fat, but might burn if resting on the abdomen while this is happening. And, you know, that provides the necessary fat for the combustion because they're mm. near an area that's typically fattier. Right. So this right. explains the feet in all of the cases. 
For sure. And explains an apparent lack of, you know, source, I guess, for this. Right. And I kind of tied this back to the the homeless dude because he had that slit in his stomach. Right. So, like, I think maybe uh, yes. something, you know, something burned him, the slit opened, and then the heat, it just had access to all of that alcohol in his stomach. And it was just like, boom! Yeah, and that's why the flames were blue, because it was so hot. Right. So, that's my favorite. Hmm. Another guy suggests that ketosis, which is possibly caused either by alcoholism or low-carb dieting, produces enough acetone, which is highly flammable and therefore could lead to apparent spontaneous combustion. Another guy, who's a mast cell researcher, posits that a rare condition called mast cell activation syndrome, or MACUS, <laughs> might, be, might be the cause of this phenomenon. In MACUS, mast cells spontaneously release over 200 inflammatory molecules known as mediators, including the substance norepinephrine. Mast cells are connective tissue cells that you know contain a lot of granules rich in substances like histamine and, and heparin. Specifically, it's a type of granulocyte, which is whatever, derived from the myeloid stem cell, which is part of our immune system and neuroimmune systems. And this guy describes... Oh God, so, much, so many science words. <laughs> I know. So this guy describes a case of a man with Maccus who grew ill and appeared to smoke in the presence of several witnesses. Uh, the, the guy writes that the release of large amounts of norepinephrine or perhaps another mass cell-derived substance could turn on regulatory protein called UCP1 in greater than normal amounts, and UCP1 causes adipose oxidation to be released as heat. Adipose meaning fat tissues. Um, Adipose tissue is a known repository of these mast cells, and under the right circumstances, a sudden flood of norepinephrine released from these mast cells could activate this UCP1 switch and cause enough heat generation in excess of 90 degrees Celsius, and then once it was ignited, it would in theory burn itself out, inclusive of bone marrow. But this is a rare condition. I really doubt that all these people had this Maccus, so still, my favorite is the Wick effect. Yeah. You know, and then there's, you know, there's alternative theories. There's a subatomic particle that's been proposed called the Pyrotron. (laughs) I know. There's another thing that says, um... Extreme stress could trigger combustions within the body. Oh, then I'm about to blow. Then I should explode. Yeah. Um, some guys suggest that SHC is connected to poltergeist activity. <laughs> Love that one. Big fan. And this is, a, this is a cool one for, like, sort of pseudoscience, but it suggested that ball lightning could account for spontaneous human con- combustion. Ball lightning... I'm sorry, ball lightning? <laughs> ball lightning. Ball lightning is an unexplained and potentially dangerous atmospheric electrical phenomenon and basically it refers to luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea size to several meters in diameter that are essentially little electrical balls. balls. Right. Yeah, they just like show up. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could, you know, consider ball lightning and then the wick effect together. But like, I don't know. Wait, but where does ball lightning come from? It just it's just this spontaneous it just thing. I also was sitting here thinking, like, okay, well, what about, like, some extreme static electricity? But you would have to have, like, a, a shitload. A big-ass shock, right, for this to happen. Like, I was thinking about the woman and her and her TV, right? Like, maybe she went to turn on her yeah, TV. Yeah, that one's fucking Like, she weird. went to turn on her TV, and her TV, like, shocked her. And then she, you know, maybe, like, she got that hole, and then she just, like... It, went on fire and then she just like ran and she might have stumbled and you know fallen and the you know the the flowers 
Whatever. Then why wasn't the table burned? Yeah, why isn't everything else burnt, right? So that's why I feel like the wick effect is my favorite, but it doesn't necessarily explain furniture not catching on fire too, unless it's a slow enough burn that the you know the heat being generated by the fat and everything else like it stays contained mostly and isn't enough fast enough to catch the furniture on fire but that's it kids that's spontaneous human combustion that's a fucking weird one i really hope it never happens to me that's something that i like think about sometimes and worry about <laughs> what i yeah like for years i've you know i've wondered like oh well like if now that I've read about it, I you know, I feel better because I don't really fit. It seems highly unlikely. I don't fit any of these categories, but, you know, like, I for years I thought to myself, well, if this really is just this spontaneous phenomenon where people just set on fire, I'm like, well, holy shit. I mean, what if I'm just, like, walking along at the grocery store and fucking I'm on <laughs> fire? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Anybody else I feel like about there, that? W- there definitely would have been more instances in my life where I would have caught on fire. Like, I used to sit directly in front of bonfires. Like, shit would have already happened to me if it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Like, me too. We, we do, like, bonfires all the time out here. And, I'm you know, I'm not right. on fire yet. We run heaters in the house all the time. I mean, like, all this yeah. shit. I literally put my feet inches in front of a heater at, at work. Like, oh, yeah. Um, I mean. I, uh, at least I'll be warm. That's true. And maybe that's because my feet won't catch on fire. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it. That's the long. What do you think? I. That's wild. Isn't it? You know what's weird is, like, I never think that there's going to be... I used to watch that show, A Thousand Ways to Die. Mm-hmm. You ever watch that show? Yeah. I feel like that show gave me new fears. Oh, yeah. And I was always like, I never, never thought that people could die this way. This is one of those... This is one like, of them. I never thought somebody could just burst into flames Spontaneous like combustion, baby. Now, do you think that this is, like, in fact, just this isolated event that happens? Or do you think there's actually, like, a trigger that's not discovered? I, when they're, I, like, when feel they're like it's a, it's, I feel like it's a little bit of both. Yeah. That's why, I mean, is your favorite the Wick effect as well? Yes, that for one, sure. That one for sure Nothing makes else makes sense. sense to me. No, that one, it's like, okay, that makes sense. Do I think that you have to have, like, the perfect storm of circumstances for that to happen? Absolutely. Hell yeah. But I do think it's a plausible explanation. Yeah, for sure. You know. I also think that... that you literally have to have the perfect storm of events occur. Yeah. Yeah. And I just... I don't know, man. Fun fact. One time my sister was lighting a candle. Oh, God. <laughs> when she was young. <laughs> I might be telling this story wrong, so I'm sure I'm going to get reprimanded if I do. But I think her shirt caught on fire or something. Like, something caught on fire. It wasn't her body, obviously. But, like, her shirt or something. And my mom, we have stools around my my kitchen mm-hmm. my mom dragged her over all the stools to put her out oh my god that's so cool she did it but that's oh the part god. of the story i always remember oh my god i'm pretty sure that's the story unless i'm remembering it wrong but i think that's the story but i just love the fact that she dragged her over all the stools in my kitchen that's so cool. to put her out to get her to the sink uh, dude i told you adrenaline makes you do some crazy things yeah, man. Yeah, like, but I I used to always see people like lick their fingers and put yeah. that shit out. I never do that. I'm scared. I who does that in my family? Like, I've, I think I've seen like both my mom and my dad do that because I've been like, can you do the thing? And then they're like, yeah, you know, they and they do it. I like I like putty out. I can't do it. I can't do it either. No, no way. I, I'm afraid. Like, like, I used to run. Yeah, I used to run matches underwater. Just to be sure. My, 
Yeah, my my brother-in-law can't stand this. He calls it using a uh, flint rock. My parents used to only have matches. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have like the the little thing. The yeah. Little, they still pretty much don't. Like, we only basically use matches in my parents' house. My mom's going to be like, I have one of those things. I know you do, but she... I like this imaginary conversation. I know yeah, I do. know she's going to be mad at me. She's probably walking she's Ted like, right I now. I have one of those. For, for sure. Yeah. She's for sure walking Ted to listen to this. Ted's my family dog, by the way. Right. Um, not just some man that but, she's walking. <laughs> not just the man that she's walking. <laughs> Named Ted. Sorry. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I, but they, I was always, like, I had a very big fear of matches. Like, I don't like when they burn all, like, I don't, if they get too close to my fingers, I just drop those motherfuckers. Like, I'm scared. Yeah. Fire's scary. So I just feel like the, the idea, it has to be a completely perfect storm of things for someone to be like, Right, yeah. So I just, I don't know, I think the fat is, like, a really good explanation for it. Um, cause I mean, just think about like, I don't know, like fat fires in kitchens, you know, like oil fires and you know, whatever. I mean, that shit burns, Yeah. you know, and then it gets uncontrolled and everything else. So I, yeah. Oh, it's scary. And there you go, everybody. A new way to die. Isn't that fun? And if you live on an isolated farm, consider a security Watch system. Out yeah. And, uh, those are our lessons from today's episode. Yeah, and if my life goes the way I want it to, I'm going to be one of those people that has a ton of security because I want a little house with a lot of land. Yep, yep, and then you just... And I'm going to have a shitload of security, including probably two big dogs. I have a big dog. Just kidding. She's small and obese. You have <laughs> Donut's like, hello! <laughs> Actually, it's too quiet out there. She's probably doing something as we speak <laughs> ruining the house anyway everybody we hope you enjoyed you know today's dose of strangeness and un- That's right. until next time stay strange <laughs>